Hey guys, welcome to episode 19 brought to you by amino-pure.com. Uh, today we have a special program, actually a really exciting program. We have um, the girls from Relentless Forever here on our podcast at Harfax Fitness, um, Carolyn and Kayla. And the the purpose of this episode is actually to um, to discuss how to get your mind ready, how to prep your mind and how to prep your body into a contest prep or an event or something of that is going to be the grind, a grind, right? Uh, getting your mind, getting your body prepared, understanding what it takes to get to that point uh, from a hormonal balance. We talk a little bit about that as well. But primarily, how to how to manipulate cheat meals, how to manipulate foods, how to manipulate certain events when you're going to that grind. I think you're going to have a great time with this episode. It kind of is a great episode to piggyback on um, the, the episode we had, actually episode 18, uh, 19 with Lauren Conlon on flexible dieting and, and, and whatnot. But this is a little bit of a different twist because this is preparing into an event or into a contest prep, which um, will help you uh, prepare yourself mentally for that grind. So that being said, welcome to episode 19. 19. Thank you for your support. As always, we look forward to uh, hearing from you what you want to hear. And over the next month, we're going to have a, a little bit of a different twist. We're going to change the format a little bit of Fast Fitness. And uh, we have a very special treat over the next couple of weeks here with, uh, with different podcasts. So hope you enjoy this episode 19 with the team from Relentless Forever. Enjoy. Hi guys, welcome to Hard Facts Fitness, episode 19. We were just actually list, talking about that. What episode are we doing? Because things just fly by and it's hard to believe that we're already doing episode 19, right, Sonia? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Pretty it's crazy. Like, we were just like talking about it in the gym one day. We were like, we should do this. And then here we are. And here we are. Here we are, episode 19. Welcome to Hard Facts Fitness, everyone. Brought to you by team amino pure and amino pure amino pure.com uh we have a treat today today for you guys uh we have two girls from relentless forever Yay. so even before we do that even before we do a formal introduction to, to, to the takeover from the girls from relentless forever uh talk to me a little bit about what's going on with you sonia i know yeah you just did a podcast uh sex podcast with uh spat fitness yeah. Yeah. That just launched. That had some really good feedback. Um, a lot of uh, like, it was really cool to have a lot of women just kind of be like, this was super helpful and, um, good feedback just like all around from everybody. Um, and it was actually really funny cause I listened to it with, um, my boyfriend the other day, we were like driving, we had like a long day. We had like, it was actually, we, we had to do like a funeral and some other stuff that was kind of heavy. And we were like listening to that as we were driving around and he's just like, dude, you're the most. <laughs> so it was like, it was just good to kind of hear, hear it, I guess. Cause sometimes like, you know how it is, like we record these and then all of a sudden it's like four weeks and you don't even remember what you say. Um, but it was pretty good. So if you guys are interested in that other side of stuff, so like sex and just like the G spot and the O spot and connecting with your partner and how to ask for what you need in a relationship sexually. It's a really good podcast. Definitely check it out. It's um, Ace of Spada. So Anthony Spada, it's his podcast. And then um, just been doing stuff with Rejuvenate, trying to get um, clients kind of just set up in new programming. Um, I have, you know, like a good amount of people that are, um, really interested in just kind of moving on to that stage that haven't necessarily had a chance to kind of work with, it, with um, hormone replacement therapy before. So doing that, dialing in my own hormones, that's been fun. Got some new labs back. 
making some changes there. <laughs> oh, did you get um, them back already? Yeah. Oh, cool. Good deal. Yeah. 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 So, so definitely like, here's the thing about hormones, especially with females guys is like men, you're just mostly you're controlling testosterone levels and then mitigating side effects with the aromatization of uh, testosterone into, um, estrogen so it's a little bit easier you just kind of like easier it's turn a lot it up easier. here <laughs> turn it down here but when it comes to women like especially we have testosterone estrogen and progesterone that we're trying to control and everything should kind of be in like different levels and then everyone's going to feel differently at those levels it's a little bit more tweaking and so like if you're doing hrv like one thing i would say is like make sure you're kind of like tracking your progress or like how you're feeling and tracking you can even download something like a period tracker where you can track like higher sex drive, more fatigue, more bloated, all of those things. You can do that while you're starting an HRT program and track how you're doing with different levels. I think that's like the best way to go. That way, when you meet with whoever you're working with, you can say, okay, I've noticed. You know, this what do you mean meet who, whoever you're working with? We're only meet with Chris Neal. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that's who <laughs> I'm working with, right? Because I care about my hormones. No, but if anyone's working with anyone else, just in general, I think that what I've heard from people is that they've tried it and didn't like it. And I'm like, well, did you give it a fair chance? It's not just like one size fits all. There's a lot of mechanisms. So right now- A lot now, of biofeedback. A lot of a it. Lot of like biofeedback. We, we, talk, yeah. we talk about tuning a car. It's like tuning a car, fine tuning. It takes a lot of biofeedback, especially yeah. for women because uh, women's body is just a little bit more complex. And you're right. I mean, uh, you know, tuning tuning or, or dialing in a male is is, is fairly e much yeah. easier unless they have other complexities uh, that are, they're going through. Um, yeah, I've, I've been spending a lot of time with Chris. As a matter of fact, I talked to him last night uh, over at Rejuvenate trying to, to work on different projects that we, we have. We have some, uh, some obesity and, and, over, and overweight programs that they're, they're going to be launching. And I want to apologize in advance. I'm losing my voice a little bit. So uh, if I don't sound like me, that's why. Um, but for okay. the most part, <laughs> for the most part, uh, that's really what, I, what we've been working on, just trying to really put forth a really good team effort uh, supporting Rejuvenate HRT and at the same time supporting some of our affiliates, uh, you know, that uh, obviously uh, Jason Theobald and Jet Black with the, Relentless, with the Relentless Forever movement. And we've had actually Jeff on HRV had a great podcast, which will be launching soon. And I think the majority of the, the launches that are below the latest on my end, but uh, I was talking to somebody yesterday, I was letting them know we are backed up on podcasts because everybody's asking, hey, when's the next, next podcast coming? I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. So I'm waiting relentlessly. There you go. Uh, so uh, it, it's coming. So today's episode is actually really cool. I know Carolyn and I had been on, on email talking about what, what can we do to really bring on board uh, Relentless Forever. So first of all, let's do an intro. Uh, start with you, Carolyn. Introduce yourself, your movement with Relentless Forever, and talk to us a little bit about what you are about, and then we can talk to Kayla and you can share a little bit about what, what you're doing with Relentless Forever. And let's get this party started. Why don't you guys brief us a little bit about yourself and also the topic that you're going to be handling and talk, talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Ron. So my name is Carolyn Pace. I am a coach for Relentless Forever, and I am right outside the DC area. I have been a coach for Relentless since December. And so it's been a wild ride ever since. Just super grateful for the opportunity that Jeff Black gave me. Um, after we did do uh, business consulting together on my own business um, starting in the summer. And so when the opportunity came, you know, to join his team, I was like, you know, no questions asked, just immediately went off and running. Um, so it's been really, really fun. And also on the podcast today, too, we got Kayla here. Um, so I'll let her introduce herself. Awesome. 
Hey guys, um, I'm Kayla. Uh, I am located out in Fargo, North Dakota, so kind of up in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. Um, I've been coaching uh, for about five years now, finally went full-time on my own last uh, March, right before COVID hit, so that was great timing. Um, through that, uh, my business has only taken off. Um, by the time I got to October, um, I met Jeff um, in person at the PEC in Denver, um, had been listening to the podcast that they have, that they run, um, had had mentorship from him after that, um, doing my own business. And he helped me get to quite a few clients and hit my first 10K month um, come this front first part of this year. And then um, just like Carolyn, I was also offered a position to work with Relentless Forever, um, which is just was awesome because it's a lot of like-minded coaches. Um, we're all there for the same purpose and really just want to help people. Um, so if I can be surrounded by other people who are in the same boat as me and have the same vision and goals, like to push each other has just been awesome. Um, so I'm really grateful to be a part of it. Um, I guess with my coaching, I integrate a lot of like powerlifting, bodybuilding, um, as as well as like gen pop clients with gut health and hormones. Um, that's kind of like my main focus, I guess, as a coach. Um, of what I do. So I'm excited to talk about all the guts and hormones and all that good <laughs> stuff today. Very cool. I think the beautiful thing about what, 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 what we bring from Harfax Fitness is the mere fact that we bring people that are like-minded like us, right? That share the same vision, the same, they share this, the same passion about helping people achieve their best body and keeping them healthy. We understand there's a lot of crap. Let's call it what it is, out in the in the in the world in in the world of fitness. You look at an Instagram girls like I have a big booty. I have plans. Come on board, and I'll make you look like me. And this is bullshit. I mean, we understand the journey. You guys all compete. You've all been through it. You understand the journey of what it takes. A lot of mental fortitude, guys, from Gen Pop people that are listening. To do a contest prep, it takes a lot of mental fortitude to, to encompass a journey like you're trying to encompass. It's, it's a journey. Think about it as a journey. And you have to be prepared mentally, physically to encompass that journey. But that's why you have coaches like the coaches from Relentless Forever. You have Sonia. You have some of the coaches that we brought on in the month of July have been just off the hook. Some of the better coaches in the country, I believe. Uh, we're having in August, we have Jason Theobald talk about adrenal fatigue. We have Jamie Pinder coming on next week. Uh, and we have Meredith Pachi, us all with Scooby Prep. She's going to be talking about uh, pituitary. Isn't, right? Isn't that right, uh, Sonia? HP access is HP access. Yeah. So um, some really, really great topics. And uh, we hope that we, we do we do it justice by really focusing on how to how to help. And a lot of a lot of what we're getting now, and I don't, and I don't know what you're getting the same thing, Sonia. Uh, we get I get a lot of people from from uh, DMs say, you know what, you guys are talking and I feel like you're talking to me, like you're talking and I'm listening. That's like exactly what I'm going through my struggles, whether it's physical gut hormone, whatever it is. And as we formed this really cool team, you know, with Rejuvenate and Sonia and Sarah and Chris and Jason and all these coaches, you know, to, to put together a team of people that people can actually come to. And we can say, hey, we got coaches for nutrition. We got coaches for functional. We got coaches that can help you bridge that issue that you're having mentally to get past those issues that you're having. And then you have Rejuvenate HRT, which is just taking off like wildfire. The reviews have been crazy. And uh, so you have a trifecta of coaches and people that can actually help you overcome almost anything. And that's the beautiful thing of what we're doing. So I don't know if that's what you're seeing. That's what I'm seeing. I'm stoked to, to discuss the topic today. 
And that's basically, uh, we talked about mind frame, right, Sonia? Um, and yeah. and th this topic is a little bit different because it's mind frame for content spread. But I always say that going through a cut is very similar for gen pop than it is for contest prep. The only difference is that contest prep, you take it to an extreme, right? The laws of thermodynamics don't change. I always say that. The process doesn't change. If you're doing it right, the process doesn't change, right? It's, it's, a, method, it's a very methodical process. So talk to us a little bit about that. Why don't we start with Carolyn? Why don't we talk a little bit about um, the process of getting ready mentally and physically from a hormonal standpoint, nutrition standpoint, and let's, let's take it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the first things that you really do have to ask yourself is how long have you been working with your current coach? And then also is your coach, you know, familiar with your body? Because for myself, like I would, you know, highly prefer not to have a client that would not have had worked with me for at least six months before we even considered a prep. Because then by that time, you know, we understand how each other work, how we give each other feedback, how the body responds. And what training works well for them, you know, versus others, because the body is so unique. Uh, so when you go into the consideration of a contest prep, this is not just, you know, some lifestyle cut for the beach or for a wedding. You know, you really do have to be mentally prepared to take on something like that, because it's not going to be easy as, you know, everyone thinks, because they only see, you know, the show day where it's like the glamour, the glitz, you know, the beauty of it. But what goes into it, it's months, years behind the prep, the mental fortitude in order to go through something like that, because you do have a deadline and there is, you know, a process to it. Um, it is going to be one of the hardest things that you ever do in your life. So you really have to put into a lot of thought before it. Also, you know, really go through the list of questions to ask yourself, is my family prepared? Is my loved ones able to support me through this? Or is this something that, you know, may not be the right time? Maybe you do have a vacation or you have several weddings coming up. I know for many of us, uh, 2020 put a pause on many weddings and graduations. And this year has been the time to really, you know, make that catch up. So is this the right time to go through a competition prep when you know you may be traveling and, you know, having very off schedule? Because quite frankly, when you're in competition prep, you want every single day to be Groundhog Day. You just want to go through the checklist, focus on what you need to get done and move on. Uh, so that's really like one of the first things I, I tackle first is like, hey, how long have we been together? Or do we have years of muscle and training and experience behind it? And really, you know, are you ready? Have you even watched a show? You know, that's one of the first things. Have you even watched a show in person? I know it's very easy for many of us to stick behind our phones and look at photos and watch live streams. But in the end, you know, you do have to go to a show and really experience yeah. the entire day for yourself and ask yourself, do you see yourself being up there? Do I really love the posing or the look? you know, that I do have to work for. One question for you. Where do you feel like you differ between gen pop clients and prep clients for fat loss phases? Do you, um, like with your approach, are you waiting when getting a new client for gen pop? Let's just say like Susie, do you have the same approach with dieting her? Or do you take things a little bit differently? Uh, there is a difference because you do have to consider, okay, if we do have an event coming up, then maybe that's a time, you know, to have a free meal, or maybe we use this time as a diet break, you know, having the flexibility and then also, but keeping the goal in mind. 
say if I go to a wedding, well, then, you know, yes, there is going to be some food served. Well, yeah. if I was in contest prep, then I would bring my own food, you know? So it's like little swaps here and there in order to stay on target. What about in prepping for the diet? Mm, so prepping for the diet, you know, you do have to see, you know, where are their calories currently at? How is their recovery? How is their sleep? Have we done lab testing? Especially, you know, we want to look at all those symptoms. Like many of us who use the MSQ form, you know, you want to go through that list and say, hey, are there any outliers that we may overlook? Um, is this really a good time to diet too? So having those as the fundamentals first, and then we can pursue the next step. I think the biggest, the, one of the biggest misconceptions also, and, and I see it uh, pretty frequent, is that everyone thinks that they can compete. And, and let, me, let me preface this with, with something. Um, there's coaches out there, we, we know, we probably have gone, seen plenty of them, uh, that will put anybody on stage. And you, sometimes I look at somebody and I'm looking at a coach and they're saying, you're, they're going to they're gonna compete. They're going to do wellness, okay? And this lady is never competed in her life. So she's never even done a bikini show, let alone a figure show. And she's going to be doing a wellness show. And when you look at her, you're thinking to yourself, and, and I, I see people from, from different perspectives, not to criticize, but was, I'm thinking to myself, if you strip all the fat to get down to a level of conditioning for wellness, there's not much muscle there. Yeah. Right. So how do you go and tell somebody, well, let me be very upfront with you. I think we need to build you up before you even consider doing this, because I don't think that you're going to be very pleased once everything is, is said and done and you're getting down to the level of conditioning where you need to get. Number one. Number two is yeah. they've never they've never dieted to the level of having to be down to shredded conditioning. So it may take multiple phases of cutting, right? Because a lot of it's mental. Uh, you guys have done it before. So you already know what to expect. But somebody who's never done it before, how do you go and tell a, 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 a client? And let's, answer, let's ask Kayla this question. How do you go and tell a client, look, your, 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 your initiative is awesome. You're looking great. You're improving. But we need to take a step back here and maybe go through a couple build phases before we actually consider doing the prep. Yeah. So basically I'm going to be, it's upfront and honest with them. Like it's my job as the coach, like that if they want this certain goal, you know, first you have to look at their expectations. I think for one, because if they're expecting to like win or they want to be up at the top, like, you know, but their physique is just not there. I'm not going to be the coach that builds them up and then they get to stage and then they come in, last call outs and then yeah. they're severely disappointed because that's going to make for a very very bad um experience a bad name on like bodybuilding for example i've seen way too many people where that's happened to um so i'm going to make sure that they're going into it with the right expectations you know and me being a coach i'm going to give that to them because that's my job um another thing too is their mindset you know if they've never done this before you can't ex can't think that you're going to look like a pro coming into your first show, you know, especially where your starting point is at. Like Carolyn said, do you have the easy, basic things nailed down first, like sleep, water, salt, eat, eating consistent foods, training hard? Do you have all that nailed down? You know, if you don't have those things down, you're definitely not going to make prep work. Um, so I need to make sure that all those things are nailed down and that their mind is in the right spot. Um, I know we talk a lot about mindset going into this, but that's ultimately the biggest thing that's going to 
be a predictor of how well you do during prep. Um, cause you know, motivation is one thing you can be super motivated after watching, you know, the Chicago pro going on today or something like that. Like, yeah, I want to do that. Or like, you know, we all talk about, you see just the pictures and the end result, but you don't see the, the months of prep, the years of grind, of, the grind. Of <laughs> that goes into it. Like for real, like that is what goes into it. It's never just like a, Oh, 12 weeks. Okay. I'm going to yeah. cut now. You can't think- just decide to do that. I think one of the things too that happens with Instagram is people start to see the highlight reel in the sense of like, they're seeing Kayla in their gym. They're seeing Kayla prep their food. They're seeing me, they're seeing Carolyn. They're seeing, I'm just using us as an example. Like what you see is like the prep and then like our walking feet boomerang. And like, we'll tag each other, like cardio gang. What you're not seeing is every single thing we said no to, to be there. What you're not saying is every bite of food we turned down to eat our meal. Every cold meal we ate out of plastic, every time we had to bring our own food to an event, every time we had to explain to somebody why we were too skinny and still dieting, you don't see all that. You don't see the low sex drive. You don't see the losing of hair. You don't, not everyone's going to go through that, but when you're getting stage lean, you better expect it comes with a little bit of spiciness to your hormones. You're getting kicked right? because you're not, you're not naturally supposed to be that way. And whatever you think lean is, I'm going to tell you, you have no idea what stage lean is. It's a whole different ballgame. Looking good on Instagram and having abs isn't going to put you on stage. And I just had to go through this with a bikini competitor who came to me before. She's got rock solid abs. And I said, great, send me a picture of your glutes. She's like, I don't have any. Like, I don't have any pictures. So like we sent it. And this is like a year and a half ago. And I told her, I'm not going to take you on as a client. You haven't had your period all, you have great ab development, but you have no other muscles. And by the time we diet you down for every pound, you're yeah. natural athlete. Every pound of fat you lose is 0.25 pound muscle. You're not going to have anything to show for it. I told her, no, another coach picked her up. She looked a little bit different on stage than she did when she went with me. And I broke down for her. Okay. Grab a pen because not only is all that, the stuff that you're not seeing, let's go through the finances, coaching, supplementation, training, um, you know, if you're doing super supplements, NPC card, stage, tan, hair, knit, like shoes, posing, like all that shit adds up and it ain't cheap for a hobby that you get a tiara with in a plastic trophy. I you think everybody, I think everybody gets wrapped up by, by the outcome. Of and you know how I always talk about motivations. I hate motive. I hate the word motivation because I always say motivation is cheap. I don't even want to work. I didn't even want to mention the word motivation because we all know it's all about what consistency every fucking day. I'm not doing prep, but I got my food in here every single day. I bring my food. I eat my food, right? And it shows not that I'm in, in a great, amazing shape, but you can tell the difference when somebody's consistent and when somebody's not. And everybody gets wrapped up thinking that because they see somebody on Instagram posting or that they're showing their the final product. Oh, I can do it too. Well, what you're seeing is the final product. You're not seeing the everyday stuff that goes on behind the scenes, the training, the cardio, the morning, the 5 a.m. cardio, the 6 p.m. cardio, the two-hour lift, the hunger that goes into this. And then the deregulation of your hormones. So if you're starting at a really bad place from a hormonal standpoint, don't expect to be the healthiest person in the world. That's another topic that we want to discuss and how to approach that, right? Uh, One of the things that uh, Kayla just mentioned right now, sleep, stress, salt, food. I mean, we all, if you, if the listeners out there can give me a penny for, for every time we talk about the same topics, and it boils down to the same thing. 
right? It's rest, recovery, lift, eat, repeat. If you can manage to do those, and, and Sonia talks about it really well when she's talking about the low-hanging fruit, right? So talk to us about the low-hanging fruit again, Sonia, for our audience. Well, <laughs> I, I know everyone's always like low-hanging fruit and big little fucks. Like those are the only things I say. Like, <laughs> hey, my daughter's going to be at daycare like this is a low-hanging fruit. But low-hanging fruits are things like, okay, so for example, you can't be in the gym every single day for five days a week or six days a week. Okay, cool. Can you get up in between your Zoom calls with work and walk around? Can you be more mindful of your water? Can you get a protein feeding in every three or four hours? Like those are easy things that anyone can start with. But what I want to know is for you guys, when you're prepping someone and you're looking for signs that somebody's ready for a fat loss phase, what does that look like for you as a coach where you're like, how are you feeling right now? Cause I have my own things and it's interesting. Everyone coaches a little bit different of like, Hey, you know what? Either after I brought them like out of a fat loss phase and up to maintenance where I'm like, I think we're ready for another fat loss phase. What are those things that stand out for you guys? Uh, either one, Carolyn, <laughs> whatever. Um, I'll go, I guess. Um, I guess when I'm looking for someone who's ready to start prep, I'm like one, Where's their food at? Is it high enough? Has it been high for a period of time as well, where they are able to train hard? They've been making progress in the gym. They've been hitting PRs. Um, secondly, of course, their hormones, we get labs done. Um, I want to make sure that they're hormonally okay. Everything looks good. Um, that they've been in this state again for some period of time. I like to call marinating. Um, I tell my clients all that all the time. I'm like, you got to just marinate here. Um, be at like a surplus and like grow a little bit. Um, and then three, like mindset, of course, like we always talk about your mind is going to be your biggest barrier or your best friend. Um, your mind has to be in the right place. They got to be ready for it. Um, like Carolyn mentioned earlier, things coming up in the year. Uh, do they have something happening that they don't want to prep for? Um, not that you can't go anywhere by any means, like you sure can. Um, and then, you know, are they ready for it? Do they want to do it? You know, there is that motivational part of like, okay, are you actually ready for this? Do you want this? And how bad do you want it? You know, um, so those are, those are some things that I guess I look for right away. Um, most of the time I get asked more often, can I cut yet? Can I cut yet? Can I cut yet? And it's like, you more so have to hold them back versus that anything. And then they get pissed at you. So, you know. How about you, Carolyn? Well, we have to set the reminder that this is a sport of bodybuilding. We body build. We don't body diet every single time. Love that. So it all comes down to, you know, are you really in this for the sport? Or are you doing this for Instagram? Yeah. So yeah, everyone wants to cut because, you know, it's great to have shreds, but like, is the shreds even worth it if your progesterone is bottomed out and you have a cortisol of 25? Like, really got to ask yourself these hard questions um and it's not always going to be your coach that's going to be asking these questions you do have to have that own self-awareness um because it is it is very, very hard and it's there's a reason why so few people actually do it and again you know competing is not for everyone but the positive side of you know competing is that you get to learn a lot about yourself you really get to experience you know new things that you've never done before and really push yourself to another level I mean, for myself, I've been lifting for over 10 years and I'm in my first prep. So, you know, the things that weren't in alignment were my health, um, where I was living at the time, my job schedule, all those things, you know, showed me that like, even though, yes, I really wanted to do it for, you know, over 10 years now, um, 
it, I wasn't ready. You know, I didn't have the muscle. I didn't have the health, all the things that I listed. Um, so really, you know, ask yourself, are you a bodybuilder or are you just doing this for, you know, approval of the many that are going to look at this for a couple seconds and cheer you on. Um, and then they're going to move on because again, you know, it's for one specific day and you're not going to hold on to this image forever. So really, you know, think about the time and investment because it is truly about the progress. And I think it has to do a lot with the lifestyle too. I mean, a lot of, and I think all of us that are actually on this podcast today, we live the lifestyle. Um, so it's not just about getting lean and I, you see it all the time. I, I, at least I do, uh, people that go on, on the contest prep and they finish a contest prep and then they put on 40 pounds. Like what's the point of putting your body through the, the, the hormonal deregulation, the enzyme deregulation, the stress, if you're going to just bounce back and allow yourself to get out of hand from, from a, from a health standpoint, it's not healthy. So going, going into that topic of discussion, um, how do you, do you, I'm assuming once you finish a contest prep, you actually have a, a game plan. And this is one of the biggest issues that I have with a lot of coaches and you see it and I can see every single one of you guys nod your head. Yes. Right. A lot of coaches are like, okay, you pay me for 12 weeks and we're going to do a contest prep. You did your show. We're done. Bye. I'm done. And then basically leave the, the athlete to the mercy of the deregulation of their entire body, their entire system. So how do you mitigate that? And how do you go about planning a after show protocol? Let's start with, let's start with you, uh, Carolyn. And then we talk to Kayla about that. Yeah. So um, honestly, having a post-show plan is just as important as the prep itself. You do have to break it down. You know, how are you going to handle training post-show? What are your plans? You know, maybe what is the feedback, you know, looking at these different things, because then that can help you align up, you know, what, things do you want to tackle first? Um, again, you know, we want to also always get lab testing done, um, especially, you know, say at least four or six weeks um, after prep. I mean, again, you can do it right after prep and see, you know, how screwed up you are <laughs> and really go from there. Um, so totally up to you and your own finances. Um, but yeah, no, having a, a post-show plan is really important. And especially also just taking time for yourself. Having that recovery is just as important. That's why I always suggest, you know, the day after the show, um, just take the day at ease, you know, get a light lift if you want to, maybe enjoy the city with friends, um, because really it's all about having fun. This is a hobby when it comes down to it. You know, it's not that serious, but really, you know, if you want to have this in for the long game, then we really have to think about the process after just as important as, you know, the prep itself. I think the other thing too, is like a lot of times people forget that it's not just with prep that you want to have a post program, mm -hmm. even when coming out of any fat loss phase, but let's just say like your goal is, you know, for 40 pounds and you stop at 25 and you come back up to maintenance, it's good to have an idea of, you know, what your life is going to look like then. So you're not just throwing your results away. Like it's really good to learn how to eat at maintenance, not even just coming out of a prep and having goals outside of just the scale loss, but even in a maintenance phase, it's one of the things I push with my clients is like, the scale's not dropping right now because you're learning for the first time ever how to maintain your goals. Because most people don't really struggle losing weight. They struggle keeping the weight off. People can diet until they can't diet anymore. And that's when we come into play when you're kind of broken and fucked. But like most people can go through a couple solid dieting phases and keto and 30, 10 weight loss and all this kind of crazy shit. The thing their friend did, the shots, HGD, but they can't <laughs> keep it off. That's true. That's the issue. 
So how are you guys working with clients in that sense, like in more of a gen pop coming out of a fat loss phase? Like what are some tips and tricks that you guys can kind of just like let our listeners know that you guys utilize with clients? Well, I guess with, with gen pop clients, um, it's a little bit harder because they, like, I actually just had a phone call with client about this right now where they're like, man, it's summertime and I just want to go out and like have fun with friends and stuff. And I'm kind of like losing sight of my goals. And like, I just kind of feel like I'm stuck or like, you know, I don't really have a goal right now, but it's like, okay, we got to the fat loss phase. So now we want to make a new goal. So I start, I have a phone call with them, like even like the week or so before the cut is done. And we start talking about, okay, coming out of this, here's what you need to expect. Again, expectations. You know, you don't have this, this deadline to meet anymore. So now you kind of are like, well, now what? And you have to kind of establish new goals and like ways to build and kind of things like that. If you want to, you know, be able to learn how to have that balance, you have to have the right mindset too. You know, are you too food focused from being in prep, like prepping or cutting, you know, do you need to stop tracking macros, but you need to just eat good foods and start to learn your fullness hunger cues again. Um, you know, because again, with, coming out of a prep, most people are, they're just so hungry that they just binge because they can have this food, not that they necessarily want it. So establishing that food relationship is going to be huge. Um, and that's definitely something that I work on a lot with my gen pop clients, especially, um, prep clients as well. Um, cause it always seems like with prep clients, they start to have like bad issues with food. And I just don't ever want that to happen. Um, I've seen it too many times. Uh, even in gen pop, it's carried on, you know, years and years and years and people don't even realize it. And then they have all these food issues and this food focus. And, you know, you got to teach them how to have that balance again and what's, what's okay and what's not. And like, you know, how to bring that up, but still maintain where they're at. Cause everyone's so used to diet, 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 but what happens after the diet? You know, it's, I always frame it as like, this isn't, especially for gen pop, this isn't a diet necessarily. It's we're changing your lifestyle. Therefore you have to change your habits to match that lifestyle that you say you want. So that's kind of what I just remind them about, you know, one thing that I want to bring up is one of the things that Kayla brought up is be systemic, guys. Whenever you're trying to go through multiple multiple fat loss phases, nobody's rushing you. I think the biggest issue is everybody thinks that I'm in a rush. Everything is like I'm in a time frame and summer's coming. Well, you know, maybe you could have started like eight months ago. Give yourself plenty of time to, to allow your body to adapt get your hormones, maybe do a couple mini, mini cuts, right. To allow your body to regulate and not have that massive deregulation of hormones, massive deregulation of enzymes. And this is why coaches that actually know what they're doing, like Kayla and, and Carolyn here and even Sonia um, are, are a must in your journey because they know how to manipulate those situations. And a lot of, of a lot of our clients, a lot of our, our gen pop, uh, listeners, a lot of them are doing it on their own, right? So there, a lot of the feedback that we're providing is basically clues and key and cues on, okay, well, you know what? I learned something different today. So I'm going to use that in my arsenal. But the goal is as you're going through your fat loss phase, give yourself a, a cheat meal, give yourself a refeed every so often, prevent the deregulation of your enzymes, prevent the deregulation of your, your, your hormones as much as possible so that you can have 
a sustainable lifestyle and keep that fat off. The goal is to keep it off as long as you can. And in happen maintenance, as you bring your calories back up, you're you're not putting adding that amount of fat that you. I mean, some amount of fat is healthy. Obviously, as we know, you can't walk around unless you're genetically gifted, shred all year round and be healthy. There's there's a balance there, right? So the goal is to make sure that you're going through your fat journey and try to keep it off as long as you, as long as possible. So you, you really, you hit that one out of the ballpark. How about you, uh, Carolyn? What, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? You have a really good point here and you're getting close to it about the mental aspect as well. I think one of the things that as a coach is recognizing when your client is before their breaking point, because there's often times where diets can go for long periods, months at a time for even just gen pop clients. And they may not realize it at the time, but mentally it's time for a break. It's time to go back into a reverse or back into a maintenance phase and really understand, you know, hey, if you can pull the trigger before they break, then they're going to be that much more successful into the reverse or maintenance phase because they're still on that motivation high where it's like, hey, I can still hit my targets. I'm making great progress in my weight loss. And then great, okay, this is actually maybe a much better time to do this now than down the road when you're in the gym, no strength, you're hungry, especially for a gym pop client, because like if they're not in a full contest prep, we have more flexibility here. Maybe we lost 10 pounds, awesome, hit a goal, let's reverse back up and maintain and then hit those other, you know, 10 pounds. And who knows, they may get lucky. One of the unicorns that loses weight on a reverse. Awesome. You know, that's a win in itself. Uh, So really consider those things. And then this is also another good time to reintroduce, you know, more aspects of their social life as well on introducing, you know, the free meals, the refeeds, having that like a date night is so important because with gem pop, you know, they do want to live their life and hold on to their results. So coming to them as a coach and client relationship, having that clear communication of like, yes, we do still have a goal in mind and we want to hold on to these results and not get carried away. So we do have a almost a flexible constraint, as you could say. Yeah. I love to use, um, untracked meals with clients. Like what I'll normally start out with the refeed for the first like four to six weeks. And just depending on, you know, how good they are tracking once they have the foundations and they have a little bit of education behind food choices, I move it to an untracked meal once a week and just have them enjoy with family or friends. Because if I, I found that if I do it right in the beginning, they don't know. And it's a shit show and the scale goes up and I'm like, I don't even know what you ate. So I don't really know, you know, but then once they've had some good food foundations and they've started learning, this is a protein, this is a carb, this is a fat, like they do really well with untracked meals. And sometimes I find that they eat less on that untracked meal than they would have, if I would have given them like specific calorie goals or a refeed. And again, when somebody's not super lean, the need for a refeed is not quite the same, um, as when somebody's just like working out three or four days a week and, you know, just losing that 20, 30 pounds. It's just not the same. One of the things that I realized um, that you mentioned, um, the untracked meals for Gen Pop. So there's a difference, folks, here. We're talking about yeah. contest prep and lifestyle, right? When you're doing contest prep, um, you probably will not have those untracked meals. But what Sonia's saying is, 
in order for your mentally, your mental state to be in a good place. And granted, a lot of gen pop are not going through the, the, the 50 carb, 60 carb, multiple day diets where it's grueling. Like I cry, I'm a, I, was, I was at 140 carbs and I'm like, <sighs> like drain my workout started suffering and i was talking to jason about this i'm like i'm gonna try to get one more day in before i do a refeed he goes no we talk about this we're doing four lows one high go get your refeed so i said okay <laughs> you know you come back energized your glycogen levels are restored uh your lifts are back to normal because my lift started like after the third day of 130 cars it just sucked it just like your energy is just gone like yeah. 40 pounds feel like a hundred right and mentally that's right whether we like it or not it starts taking a toll mentally so for gen pop I think it's very important to, for, for, for you guys to really have that in mind as like, there's no timetable. There really is no timetable. If you can continue to do that, you're going to be in a much better place um, to hold that fat off and learn how to incorporate the meals that you want to eat on a, day, on a weekly basis. I think too, there's this fine line. And this is another thing I've seen with Gen Clock, Gen Clock, uh, with Gen Pop clients. It's kind of like, it's like they're too lax. So they're like, I know, I know where it's like, you try to hold them accountable. And they're like, I know, but at least I'm tracking my food. And it's like, you didn't pay me to give you like an at least like <laughs> you doing this. You know, it's like, oh, I'm just frustrated because I'm not losing weight. And I'm like, great. So let's try to actually hit our protein goals within five to 10 grams, hit our carbs, pre-plan your day ahead. And it's like, I know, but at least I did. I tracked four out of six days. Great. That's awesome. I'm not giving you a participation trophy. This is about your results. Like I don't get paid on the amount of pounds you lose. You already paid me. So mm -hmm. what I'm doing is try to hold you accountable to you and make sure that your willingness and your goals are aligned. Cause I think that's one of those things too, that gets out of whack. Cause it's like, you do want to, like, you do want to be, you have more time, but you kind of got to treat it the same, whether you're losing 60 pounds as a lifestyle or a prep. And I think the only difference is, is like with prep, your it takes a lot more work to get your body from 10% body fat to eight yeah. and to get your body fat from 37 to 30. Kind of like, it's a totally different ball game. And I think one of the things about untracked meals is it's good for your family. It's good for your friends. Cause you got a long journey before we have to start like really nailing shit. And your ability to make choices not based on an app is part of a lifestyle at that time. You're not going to be attached to three numbers your entire life like you would be during a prep where you have a very specific goal where you are breaking what your body actually wants to sit at. A lot of times when we're losing that first 30, 40, 20 even pounds, our body is feeling healthier. We're feeling more energized. Now we're moving more. There's a little bit different versus pushing ourselves to those bare, bare limits. So it's like, keep in mind too, like, yeah, you want to be, you don't have to push as hard, but like you got to still be fucking all in for your goals. That's just the way that it is. You can't be 80, 20 when it comes to weight loss, you can be 80, 20 when it comes to maintenance that you can be 80, 20. And I think that's another thing too, is people think that they're going to maintain on like, whatever, like you still got to eat. You got to slow step your body back up there and you've got to eat within those windows. So for, for you guys, when are you guys calling fat loss breaks or diet breaks or refeeds or whatever you're doing where you're like periodizing, periodizing, um, fat loss? Like, how are you guys kind of going about programming that? Or do you do that with your clients? Why and why not? Yeah, what are the cues? I guess that's what you're saying, right? Sonia, like, what are your, yeah, cues? like, what are, are you time? saying? Like, okay, every 12 weeks, we're going to take a diet break for four weeks. Or are you kind of looking just on biofeedback? Or are you like, what's your, where are you guys at with that? So we could honestly, we could take timelines, you know, sure. 
but again, you know, everyone is so different. Yeah. You know, if everyone was the same, you know, hey, okay, every eight weeks we take a diet break. I mean, sure, but is it going to work or be effective long term? No. So that's why it's so important that when we do have our check ins, we do always ask for those biofeedback markers between their sleep, their mood, their hunger levels. How's their blood glucose numbers looking? How's their body temperature sounding? You know, over time, we've taken all those into an average of the week and then reconsider, you know, hey, is this the time that they may need a diet break or even a deload? Maybe it's time to, you know, just scale back some training and then maybe bump up their food a little bit, have a little mental break and then go from there. Um, so again, you know, this is something that can be utilized in both a prep if they have the time available. Do we have the time to take a diet break or are we on a tight deadline where we just have to throw that out the window and just grind? Um, or are we a gen pop client where we do have that flexibility? Um, so all those things are, you know, questions that we coaches ourselves ask ourselves before asking the client if there is missing information that we are not getting from the client. Because again, you know, as a client, you know, you're not always going to be thinking of this. You're always, you know, you have a million other things going on, whether it's like six kids, two jobs, you name it. And that's why it's so important as a coach, you know, to ask these questions or have that included in their tracker. Yeah. What are you looking for on, on fasted blood glucose levels for, um, for your clients? Where's a good range? Are you doing postprenials? Walk us through how you guys are tracking that. Julie, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, typically, I guess with blood work, of course, I want it to be definitely below 90. Um, that is going to show me that they're in a good spot um, for like day to day stuff. I like to see like 75 to 85 ish, you know, pre pre meals. Um, I don't typically ask them a ton for this unless I suspect something's happening. Um, like I've had a female, um, who's going through menopause, um, kind of just stop losing weight. And she's like, I don't get it. I don't know what I'm doing. And she was being very consistent and everything like that. She had a history of gestational diabetes. So I was like, Hey, let's do your blood glucose for a week. Let's track it. I want to see where you're at. Um, so lo and behold, her glucose was up to like in the nineties. So I was like, okay, we're kind of getting a little insulin, um, insensitive there. So I had to kind of pull back her carbs, throw in a GDA, um, specifically timer carbs out a little bit better. And then it started to get better. Um, do you, one question, one question, Taylor, do you usually do that and increase your fats or do you basically just lower the carbs? I'll increase the fat a little bit, um, especially with females, uh, just because hormone wise, like a little bit higher fat will be okay for a short period of time. Um, I typically won't, I mean, <laughs> won't go over like 70 or anything like that. I kind of keep it around the 55 <laughs> to 60, 55 to 65 yeah. is like pushing it. That's pushing it, right. pushing it. Yeah. So I'll keep it a little bit higher just so that they feel more satiated. Um, but uh, for the most part, I'll just pull carbs a little bit, kind of reestablish that insulin sensitivity, uh, and then kind of go from there. And, and I'm going to piggyback. I'm going to piggyback really quick on what uh, what Carolyn had, was saying. Uh, I honestly think that biofeedback is probably the most important thing. Yeah. Yes, and I agree. It's the most important thing, and you have a lot of coaches that, and I've seen it because I get I get messages, DMs for, for, for Team Amino Pure all the time. Well, my coach says after six weeks we're going to do this, and after four weeks we're going to do this, and I'm like, why are you planning if you are going if you're riding a a roller coaster where you mentally you're okay, physically your body is like dropping and dropping and dropping week after week ride that fucking roller coaster man why are you why are you set on these preset 
staples of like, after four weeks, we're just going to do this. Like you're cutting yourself short or every three weeks, we're just going to lower carbs. Why? Because that's just the the plan. Well, what about the biofeedback? So I'll I'll share with you guys really quick an experience, my, my own experience, right? And, and the reason why I'm going to share is because biofeedback to me, the way that I'm learning my own body, um, I've been going through a fat and I've been, and I told Jason this, I've been coaching myself because to me, it's like the hardest things to coach yourself. And I've gone, I probably lost about you know, eight, nine pounds over the last three weeks or so. Um, and, and I'm trying different things, different protocols. And what I noticed for myself is I manage the, the number one biofeedback factor for me is cortisol. When I notice that my stress levels start to spike, I immediately, let's say that I'll lose, I, I hit a 176.8, which was my lowest point that I've been in maybe like a year. And I noticed that my body was just drained and I pulled my cardio, and this is drastic, okay? But I was experimenting. I pulled my cardio completely out. I, ref- I did a back-to-back refeed. I did a cortisol reset. I took three days from the gym and my weight did not shift a pound not a gram, nothing, 176.8 with no cardio, with more rest, with back-to-back refeeds. What is that telling you guys that are listening in there? Biofeedback. I actually figured out how my body's responding to certain stressors in my life. And I now understand what I have to do every single time I hit those markers, right? Now, after, after being gone from the gym for three days and not doing cardio for four days, I went back to the gym and I had a ridiculous lift yesterday. Just an awesome lift. My body, my mind was fresh. And now I'm ready to go, hey, unfortunately, we're back to, we're back to 140 cars or 130 cars back today again, right? But mentally, I had that break. Physically, I had that break from a hormonal standpoint. I think my cortisol, re- my cortisol literally dropped. So biofeedback is so important. I know Sonia talks about it a lot about when, when she talks to her clients about biofeedback. So talk to us a little bit about, let's talk about prep. Let's talk about prep now for a little bit more about prep. Okay. So when you're prepping a client, I think biofeedback becomes even more important, right? Because you have so many hormones, so much hormones that you're actually taking into consideration. So how do you gauge all that? How do you put all that together when you're prepping? Let's start with Caroline and then Kayla, you can go next. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the first things, okay, there are two things to this. So it's not only the physique feedback, but then how is your mental state as well? Um, so the physique feedback, one of the things I would love to hear more from is, you know, hey, are you noticing that maybe you're looking a little bit leaner, you know, in your upper body when you see yourself in the mirror? Or are you noticing a little bit more lines in your legs? Or, hey, maybe in the gym you had a really great, you know, pump workout. Okay, those are all things that we can use in our toolbox so that when it gets closer to show day, that we can say, hey, maybe, okay, we need a little bit salt because we remember in our brains like, hey, okay, you know, remember way back when, when we did that, we had a really good response. Yeah. So things like that. And that, that's why, you know, it goes down into the actual uh, quantitative measure of like, okay, how much water am I drinking? How much salt am I taking in? All those quantitative measures line up with the, uh, the biofeedback. I mean, I don't know how else to say it, but it's just like, hey, I'm looking more shredded. You know, this is great. Okay, we're right on the right progress. Even because you want to have that in your mind as well, because so many people end up just focusing on the scale weight. And the thing is, is that the scale cannot move. Like Ron said, 
but you could be feeling a lot better, cortisol drop, maybe less inflammation, you know, all of those things play in a part. That's why it's also so important to take measurements as well. And this applies to gen pop too. You know, you want to think about, hey, this is the reason, like explain to them, this is why I'm taking measurements as well as, you know, the scale weight too, because again, they will get frustrated when the scale doesn't drop because they feel like, you know, oftentimes that the scale is the only measure of progress. So that is why we look at measurements. We look at how our day-to-day is looking. And then all of that plays in a part too, because again, we're constantly as a coaching client relationship, learning about one another and learning about the body and how it reacts to certain situations. And then not all weights the same, right? There's things that, and I, I go through this and I bet every single one of you girls go through this, where you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror, you're like, I look like shit today. I weigh the same, but I'm soft, I'm watery, I'm this and I'm that, right? I know some people the other way where you're the you wake up and you feel like you're like, I'm looking good, and you step on the scale <laughs> exactly. and you're up pounds and you're like, fuck you, dude. Yes, 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 yes. It's it's, it's so it's, frustrating. It is. It, it's that's just the, that's part of the biofeedback though. That's part of your body saying, okay, why do I look watery today? Why do I look soft today? Is well, the, from a male standpoint, from being the only male here, I started looking at okay how do I feel from an estrogen level standpoint? Is my estrogen level under control? I'm on TRT and I'm a big proponent of, of, of TRT. I have no secrets when I, when it comes to my protocol, I tell everybody what I'm on. And, and, and I start analyzing, it's like, how's my libido? How, how am I feeling? How are my joints? Are they dry? Right. Those are little cues that allow me to understand. Well, now I understand why I look watery. Right. So I have to make that adjustment in my estrogen, in, in my, my maybe Rimidex. And then the next day when you make that adjustment on the day after, you're like, you wake up and you're like, okay, that's what I'm talking about, right? So biofeedback and not only from a quantitative standpoint, but the way that you look every day. And it's hard because we see each other, like we see ourselves every day. And that yeah. is the reason behind having a coach. Sonia talks about it all the time. And I say Sonia because Sonia and I talk about this on various podcasts, right? Um, I'm sure that you guys do the same thing, right? I see all of you guys nodding. And so I'm, a, I'm, I'm assuming that you agree with that, with everything we've said right now. You nailed okay. it. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I think too, like, like one of the hardest things is, is teaching people biofeedback, especially when you're getting close to stage, because we're in our head so much that we have to look at not just how lean we're doing, but like overall how we're feeling, because I've had clients where it's like, we just got to push harder. Sometimes you being tired and hungry is like not a reason to pull back because you signed up for this prep. We got to push, but you feeling lightheaded when you stand up, you feeling like your feet are in quick stand, not being able to walk upstairs. That's something I've even seen with clients as we're going through like gen pop clients, but we have something like a photo shoot or a wedding where I'm like, great, we've been pushing too hard. And what are your outside factors going on this week. Like I have a client and she is, um, uh, works in child trauma and she's like, gave me feedback and she didn't really lose this week. And she's like, my macros are all over the place, but she like, they lost three kids this week and she's got a wedding coming up. And it's like, then there's stress, like in her household. And like, there's just so many factors that we have to look at outside of that. So it's like, one of the things I ask my clients is like, what do you need from me as a coach? And like, what outside things have been going on this week? You know, that, that you've been working through, where are your hormones? How's digestion? Because I'll see that sometimes too, where it's like, we'll make macro adjustments and maybe go a little bit too low on the fat. Some people do better digestively with more fats than less than, than more carbs. And some people vice versa, or some people do better with a little bit more fiber, a little bit less fiber. So it really gives me a chance as a coach to say, 
you know, I always feel like the worst thing you could do for good results is to, to just give your weight to your coach, like communicate, over-communicate, write as much information as possible. Those clients that have the longest check-ins are normally the ones that I can give the best feedback to because when somebody just sends over their weight and they're like, good, good, good. I'm like, okay, well, did you hit it? Did you not hit it? I mean, no, no roadblocks. I mean, you hit everything spot on. Like, you know, where are we going? And I track all quantitative data, just like you guys were talking about, like hunger steps, mindset, all that kind of stuff. But it's like, if people leave it blank, I can't even coach them on that. It's one of those hard things. It's like the more data you have in these, in these situations, the better off your results will be for yourself. If you're doing this at home, same thing, I would get an Excel sheet and start to track your data, track your weight averages, track your macro averages, track your water, track your steps, track your workouts, because you'll start to see trends. And then even as you just coaching yourself, you can make those adjustments based on those trends. And you don't have to look like you're ready to compete guys. I have a lady that I know, a friend of mine who she's actually and this is legit, legit shit right now that I'm going to tell you. She started at 194. She's 160, 64 pounds, 65 pounds. And she's doing it basically on her own. I'm helping her with macros, obviously, but I'm not really coaching her. I'm just adjusting her every time that I feel that she's stuck. or And she runs L-carnitine, which she loves, uh, which has helped her through her journey. But primarily, it's been basically getting her back to morning walks every day getting her in the process of eating more protein, dialing in her macros and hitting them. She's like, I'm not perfect all the time. I said, you're not, you're not looking to compete, but you are down 34 or 31 pounds. So that's an accomplishment of its own. Now, do, do you look like you're getting ready to go on stage? No, but do, don't you feel better? Her confidence skyrocket. I mean, everything is, is functioning the way that, and that is a win. For people that are listening to it, she started not knowing what macros were to now following a macro-based diet where she still has the flexibility to go out and eat with her family and she's enjoying the process. So that's part of the, like this, it, like I always say, the difference between contest prep and, and, and dieting for or, or living a healthy lifestyle is the extremity of contest prep, which is a, a, an insurmountable difference, right? So, but you guys can do it and, and Sonia just nailed it. Like start tracking your stuff when you, you, you know, if you can measure it, you're going to understand what works for you. And we always, I always talk about the, the little aha moments when I found out what, Hey, I, this is the second time that I go through this pattern of pulling my cardio out, allowing three days to pass, allowing my cortisol levels. And I've had success with that pattern. And guess what? I just learned something about my body that, Nobody else can tell me because it's my fucking body. Right. It's data. Yeah. It's data. It's biofeedback data that I know now how to manipulate my myself. And that's something for if you're coaching yourself, you're going to learn by doing what? Doing exactly what Sonia just said. Start tracking. It's not that difficult. The more, and then uh, you talk about your, your boyfriend, right, Maddie? Uh, now he's, he's at the point where you get eyeball food and now he can actually say, oh, that's that's 40 cars or, or 30, 30 guys of protein pretty easily, right? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. what you want? Yeah. And it's funny because it's like, it's just, it, it's any, like, like all of this shit guys, it's like exercise. It's like a muscle. You have to utilize it. You got to flex on yourself a little bit. You got to pump up. You got to, you got to take the time. You got to learn the workout, you know? And it's like tracking your food, weighing your food, tracking your data. Like that's a great way to do it. Maybe you're not financially in a place, or maybe you're just not in a place where you want to take it seriously enough to hire a coach. Cause that takes the coach's time and it takes your time. Maybe you just want to look and see where you're at. You know, maybe you want to put on muscle. 
tracking data is still going to be the best way to get your results. Any good coach is tracking the data for you. You could just track this data by yourself. And so for me, I, I track steps. I track cardio time. I track protein, carbs, fat with my clients, weight, weight averages, and just depending on other things, like if they're in prep or not, or maybe if they struggle. And I also track cycle because whether you're having a cycle or not, it does fluctuate. I haven't had a period in six years. I still have weight fluctuations. I still have LH changes. I still have water retention at certain times in the month and constipation. So tracking that is also super helpful if you're a female client tracking. If you're a male, when are you taking your test shot? When are you taking your AIs? Um, that stuff matters. Are you on any super supplements? Are you running any cycles? You can track how your body does in those cycles as well. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about uh, Kayla. Why don't we start with you? Talk to me about what goes into your final phase of a cut for competitors that are getting ready to go on stage, maybe within a couple of days. How do you approach the mental fortitude, that mental aspect of, Hey, this is, this is peak week, baby. This is where it's all about. This is what the process, this is my process. This is how I take you to that next level. Talk to us about that. And then Carolyn, you can, you can dive right in as well. Uh, I mean, basically I just kind of tell them how things like how I tell myself, like pain is temporary. All this is temporary. You just spent how long, you know, not even just during this cut, you know, whether it's 12 to 20 weeks to 30 weeks of a prep and you have one week left and I don't care if you're fucking tired, like you have one week left to make this happen. Like if we have to push a little bit more, cool. Ultimately, you don't have to push that hard because if you did things the right way during prep, prep should be the peak week should be the easiest part because you're just going to flow right into it. Um, there is no like extra uh, manipulations to be done or anything like that. You shouldn't have to do those things. Um, like in my own case, for example, like especially like, you know, with just the mind fuck of everything, uh, like, your weight could probably be the same, if not up a little bit, because you could be at a good point in prep. If you're ready on time, you should have been ready at least a couple of weeks out. And then, you know, coming into the show, you just want to flow right into that. So, and you should be actually feeding into the show. So like after me, in my case, after my first show this year, um, I started feeding up. Which been- looked amazing. So if you guys haven't followed her, make sure to get on her Instagram and check it out. Cause you fucking crush it. Oh you yeah, did. thank you. You did. I, I, just you gonna say it because I know you won't say it for yourself. <laughs> she was talking about her quasi. Then we were had a Zoom call, and I'm like, okay, I gotta go look at her quasi. And I'm like, okay, she's right. <laughs> she looks insane. Just, just you wait. We got we had some more more growing to do. So I've been growing <laughs> the past few weeks. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, like you know, own it, own it. <laughs> for me was was like, oh, my food's going up, and I'm like losing weight, or I'm staying the same weight. Like this is crazy. But I like. but that's how it should be. You know, you should be able to get to a point, you know, coming into like your first show of the year, you know, and planning ahead too. like, I wasn't planning on prepping this long this year, but here we are, because guess what? My biofeedback was awesome. Um, my, uh, calories had gone up like over 500, um, into the past few weeks even. And, uh, now we had to cut back a little bit more. Um, I'm doing one more show by the way, guys, um, competing next week. So, um, peak week tomorrow. So, We've been uh, growing into this show, but uh, it's because my biofeedback is good, you know, and as long as I can do that for my clients too, that is the ultimate goal. And, you know, once I start to see those things kind of taper or wane, or they start to look soft or watery and we start to pull and their body starts to fight, then it's like, okay, we need to have that conversation of maybe we need to pull back a little bit, or maybe we need to be done. I think the biggest issue a lot of times is people think, and even gen pop people, they think that when you compete, 
peak week, there's that magic, that magic formula, right? That yes. magic thing. They, and it's not. <laughs> and it's like, dude, if you're not ready, like two, like you said, two weeks out, there's nothing I can do yeah. <laughs> to make you ready. There's, you need to be ready and you need to be just flow right into it because otherwise, yeah, there you can't manipulate uh, water, sodium, all this kind of stuff. Like you should know already what your body responds to well and like how much of it and when and like timing and stuff. You should already know these things. Yeah. And you know, I'm when really- you look your tightest, when you look your fullest, you know, is that after two days after a refeed? Is it the next day after a refeed? Do you typically kind of spill a little bit and then have to pull back a little bit the next day and then you look your best? You know, everyone always says, come into a show and they're like, Oh man, I look so much better. Like right after my show. And it's like, Oh, probably because you manipulated salt. And then you pulled up afterwards after your free meal and your body was like, Oh yes, this is great. You know, it should have been done. Right. No, I totally totally agree. Because people manipulate too many things or my favorite, they try something that they've never tried. And it's like, why would you do that? Like, Oh, I saw so-and-so ate pancakes the morning of and and I'm a bikini competitor, so I'm going to eat pancakes. <laughs> and it's like, but why? Like, yeah, you got to stick with what got you there. And I think that's the biggest misconception is that. Well, I fucked that up on mine, just saying. Oh, did you? I'm going to yeah. have a piece of candy and I'm going to like Arnold on stage today, right? No, dude, I fucked that up. I was so scared to spill over instead of doing french fries or potatoes, which I had been doing my whole fucking prep. I was like. <laughs> I'm just going to have a huge salad of butternut squash. Oh, my scared. God. <laughs> so the night before my show, <laughs> I was so scared. I was like, oh, my God. I'm just OK. It's the carbs are the same, you know? No, dude, I was so we don't know. What I we don't know poop in the morning, I took the overall. Yeah. And then the second show, same thing. Here it is, Sonia. You have one fucking job. Keep your meal the same, right? And so here we are again, the night before my show. And what happens? I was like, okay, carbs. I did my French fries when I did, and I did my ketchup, but I didn't, um, I didn't log the salt, the sodium in my French fries because I'd gotten different French fries and they were saltier than the ones I was using. Because I was doing frozen ones, different brand. Shot me over like twelve hundred milligrams of fucking sodium. I woke up spilled over. I was so fucking stressed. I was like freaking out and I ended up doing well. I got second and stuff, but like you see a difference in the morning. I was like, dude, just you like, you can't fuck it up. Something as simple as like your liquid egg whites to your egg white to the hotel, the whole egg, completely different sodium counts. So all those things yeah. have to be accounted for. Yeah. Even the cortisol part, I was going to say to you off yeah. that, like just the fact that you were like second guessing and freaking out about it it's probably true. threw yeah. it off more than it should have yeah. with everything this was else. Before I even knew about Cordy's, like I was with yeah. a different coach and it was just a whole, a little bit of a different approach, but yeah, it was definitely a, a, a mind fuck at the time. Yeah. And you're like, wow, it actually made them. You know what? When you give somebody that a pill that has nothing in there, we're like, you take yeah. this. The placebo. This is going to make you look so much better. And they're and like, she, oh, but I got this pill. <laughs> she prepped with a coach before and she, he, he didn't feed her up or she spilt over something. So I had a different approach and I was going to feed her up differently with less carbs, just a slow, I was going to uh, do a, a, almost like titrate up and then back down and then back up again, just depending on body comp. But like the day of show, she wanted to pool water. So she's not drinking water and she wasn't eating her carbs and she just looked like shit. And I'm like, 
dude, what is going on? Then one of my other clients who's in the house was like, she's not drinking any water or eating. So I had to like take her in the bathroom, like talk to her, like what is going on? And she was with tears in her eyes, like crocodile tears. I don't want to spill over. I'm just so scared. I was like, we've got this show in fucking like three hours. Like we've got to get food into your body right now. So then we started feeding her up, started looking better, but we could only do so much at that point. At that point, she had not followed any of her peak week protocol. Yeah. She was just so scared. You get so scared. You get so you're not you're not fucking all there. You know what I mean? Carolyn, the biggest tip about that I would protocol. This is awesome. I love yeah. that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Sonia, like you said, I mean, hey, we live and we learn, you know, yeah. we learn from our mistakes moving forward. But again, you know, that's the biggest tip that I can give to anyone is that when you're in peak week, there's nothing magic about it. Just keep everything consistent. Don't try to throw in a bunch of diuretics mm-hmm. or drink a bunch of dandelion tea, you know, thinking that you're going to become amazing because honestly, you're just going to come in flat more than likely. And, you know, you don't want to look flat on stage. You know, you worked hard for all that muscle and you're trying to hold on to it. So why not show it off? So again, you know, also the other thing with nutrition, you know, why would I give a client a burger that they haven't had for 16 weeks? You know, that is very high carb, very high fat. We don't know how their body is going to respond. Loading, and the same thing. Loading, yeah. right. Yeah. And especially, you know, hey, if they needed more carbs and hey, go stick to the jasmine rice that they've been eating consistently every single day. You know, things that we know on how their body is going to react. Um, same goes, you know, also I remember hearing a story about um, somebody had to eat a carb up on cereal, but again, you know, they haven't had that in 16 weeks and then they end up spilling over, you know, it's one of those things that we just look down to every single thing and make it as boring as possible. Awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Make it boring. You guys have been absolutely incredible. We're going to wrap it up. And then also I want to let people know where can they find you guys? Carolyn, why don't you give your plug? Kayla, why don't you give your plug? We know that you guys were relentless forever, but where can people find you specifically? Yeah, absolutely. So I am on Instagram at Carolyn Mitch. It's C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-I-C-H. And then also you can go on relentlessforever.com and I have my own page and you can fill out for a free consult. Awesome. Kayla, how about yourself? Um, you can find me on Instagram as well. Um, I'm under Kayla Forcier, so at K-A-Y-L-A-F-O-R-C-I-E-R. Um, a lot of people have a hard time spelling that. Um, otherwise, yeah, go ahead. I have uh, links in my bio to the Relentless Forever page. Um, I also have my own page where you can book a consult, and I have a Calendly link under my link tree on my bio as well. So. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are following them, I suggest you follow them. These girls have a ton of wealth of information on their page. It's awesome. Yeah, they're so you guys are so good at posting shit. I'm like, oh, they're good. So they're right on top of it. You guys can learn a lot. And as always, you guys have been amazing, amazing guests. We love having you on. We'll for sure have you back um, again next week. I don't know if we're having Jamie Pinder back on next we're week. We're having Jamie Pinder back. <laughs> okay, we are having Jamie Pinder on, which she's absolutely incredible. I've done some stuff with her before. She's a lot of fun. Carolyn and I have actually taken some one of our classes together, which is a lot of fun. So um, make sure you check that out. And Ron, at what else? What else? What That's else? It, guys, I'm gonna That's let it. I'm gonna let Sonia wrap this up. Um, I've yeah. been I've been under the weather and this is just getting through this has been really painful yeah. for me. So wrap it up, take it home. To everybody listening to us, thank you for listening every yeah. single week. Go ahead, wrap it up, Sonia. We'll see you guys next week. As always, God first, family second, and thank you for listening. It's a wrap. Thanks, guys. Bye.